Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. I want to begin by welcoming you back to our final episode in this three-part series that we're doing. I know, you got really excited for a moment. ESM continues, but this mini-series on asking yourself questions regularly concludes today. It started a couple of weeks ago with the episode titled Believe to Achieve, in which we spent a great deal of time discussing a simple principle that you cannot go out and achieve great things that you don't believe in. And of course, on the other end of that, if you do truly believe in it, why aren't you out there achieving great things in its name? I will recap those three questions for you in a bit, but that was the nature of where we started. We came in last week and acknowledged that for a lot of us, it's not just about me figuring out what's important and acting on it. There are others who follow my lead. Most people are leaders, whether they recognize it or not. Leaders of families, leaders of friends, or churches, or businesses, or whatever it might be. So we spent some time last week discussing three questions that all influencers, all leaders, should be asking themselves about the culture that you and I are creating and how we are conveying that culture to others. All right, so I'm really hoping that that got your fire burning. That if you're someone who lacked direction or emphasis, you found it. If you're someone who was burning time in things you don't believe in, you now have determined what really matters to you. If you are an influencer of family members, friends, or brethren, you have taken on the responsibility of sharing your vision with them and working with them to carry out important things. In other words, by this time, I hope that you have at least begun to be a real achiever. Maybe you already were, going way, way back. Maybe you have restarted something, but you're all in now. This episode is not for people who are doing nothing to try and get them to start doing something. If that's where you are, back up and listen to Believe to Achieve. That was for you. This episode is not for someone who is a leader in some capacity, but who just hasn't been taking that seriously and really needs to. That's what last week's episode was for, getting you to ask important questions so that you can engage. Today, it's for people who are engaged or re-engaged. If you're someone who has not been taking care of your body, you know, I used to be a runner but this last nine months has not gone so well for me. But I'm back, baby. Well, okay, I'm not back to running yet, but I'm, I'm jogging now. I'm walking more. I'm all in again. I want to get 
back into shape. Maybe that's you, but you don't want to see it fall back again. You don't want to see it amount to nothing. You're active now. You care. What are three questions that achievers, active workers, can ask themselves regularly to make sure that they're getting the most out of their efforts and that those efforts will be maintained and that you can maybe get out of that vicious cycle back to inactivity. I gave you the example of jogging or running or whatever, but we could apply it to any and every category. Think about the four F's that were so prominent in our first season of the Excel Still More podcast. And if you have an ESM journal still at the beginning of every week is faith, friendship, fitness, and finances, where you're asked to give an account of what you've done that week to achieve good things in those areas. The area where you may be engaged or re-engaged could fit into any of those. Maybe it's, maybe it's faith. Maybe you have not been a daily Bible reader. Maybe because of COVID concerns, you've not been attending with your local church regularly. Now you're back. You've started going back. You've begun to get that Bible open in the morning. That is terrific. If anything I've taught in the last two weeks has helped you get there, I am super thankful for that. It feels good to be moving in the right direction. Maybe it has to do with finances, budgeting, self-discipline, or even friendships, service, communication, whatever it might be. All of that is pleasing to God and good for you and good for others. But let's make sure we do it well. Let's make sure we grow. Quick reminder before we delve into the three questions where the source material is for a lot of what you've been hearing over the last couple of weeks. There's a fellow named Ben Bergeron. He wrote a book called Chasing Excellence. He has a podcast by that same name. I've listened to more than one episode, and I've enjoyed them. He is a CrossFit trainer and author, and it is a purely secular approach. God is not mentioned in those episodes. And so he began with questions for individuals, questions for business owners, and questions for athletes, engaged, active people. We have slightly modified the topics and the questions, and I hope you found that helpful so far. To quickly refresh and remind you of the questions we've covered so far in this series, let me say this to those who are achievers. If you want to keep working and get better, even before considering these three questions today, don't forget the three that began this entire series. You don't just ask them once, you keep going back to them. Do you remember this from a couple of weeks ago? What do you believe? What really matters to you? Second question, why do you believe it? Do you believe it for the right reasons and with the right defense? Question three, if you shared it with people around you, would they believe you? Because it's living in your life, because it's evident in your choices. When you get tired of jogging, eating healthy, or balancing your budget, 
or fasting from Amazon or reading the Word of God or going to church or whatever it might be that you're doing well and you start to tire of it, please go back and reinvigorate yourself by remembering, I believe in this. I believe in it for the right reasons. And I want to show it to myself and to God and to the world. Okay, Achiever, let's make sure we keep this thing going. Three questions today for those who are engaged. Number one, am I using my time wisely? I understand what it means to be busy. Whatever you have going on in your life, there are things that take up large amounts of time, non-negotiable things. Some you enjoy, some you may not enjoy, but they are a part of living a moral, responsible life. And if you have added something to that that you believe in, if you are changing the culture of your family by doing something that matters, that's awesome. Congratulations to you for fitting something truly important into a busy life. But the absolute fastest way to see that thing die again is to starve it of the time that it needs to survive. If we're just talking about something you've started doing again, or maybe for the first time because, you know, somebody said it would be helpful and probably it's good for you, well, that thing's never going to last. You're way too busy to ever carve out the kind of time that it needs to live. But that's not the kind of stuff we're talking about today. We're talking about things you believe in, things that represent the culture you want to build. You've got to find time for that. It may mean eliminating things that aren't truly important or crucial, things that we thought we had to have, but I want this thing more. It reminds me of what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 5. He said, look, you've got to make the most of your time because the days are evil. And he meant the same thing I'm telling you, that the days will fly by so fast that great things won't be allowed to live. He went on to list some fantastic things like singing hymns with the brethren or hearing the will of the Spirit in the Word or giving thanks to Jesus. Those are great things to achieve and grow in, but they will require some time management. So if you are doing something that you love, that's needful, that matters, and you're so thankful and excited, remember that when the excitement begins to wane, the world will once again move back to the way it was unless you've carved out the time. So what is the best usage of your time in order to keep important core value elements in it? This may be daily Bible reading. It may be attending worship to speak to a couple of clear spiritual ideas. It may be going and serving people. It could have to do with finances or fitness or whatever. Be specific on when you're going to do that. Steal that time, if you must, from other things that have been consuming it, and make the time you devote as non-negotiable as the thing itself. Okay, so that's question one. Am I using my time well? Should I be working on this or that? Am I managing it all properly? Am I getting enough rest? Am I pushing too many things together and it's stressing me out? 
I need to space this out and put first things first. So let's say you've got that figured out. You know what you want to do, who you want to become, how you're trying to influence others. You've set aside the effort and the opportunity. Question two is very interesting to me. It almost warrants an episode on its own. Am I a critic or a coach? Now, the very fact that we are including this question acknowledges that this is not all going to go perfectly. Sometimes things will pop up and steal the time you needed for things that truly matter to you. Some days you may not even be feeling it. Some days you may not give it your best. Sometimes you will let all of the distractions of life just completely make you forget that which you've decided you believe in. Setbacks happen. When they do, how do you talk to yourself about that? How do you talk yourself through that? Maybe you're not someone who converses with yourself, but I'm pretty sure I use five, 10,000 words a day in my head, just bantering and pushing myself one way or the other. When you do that, that self-talk, which is super important, are you a criticizer? I knew I wouldn't be able to do this. I can't do this. I'll never be able to achieve that. It's not worth it. I'm sure I'll be right back where I started. Listen, the world has a lot of critics in it. Don't be one, especially not to yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up. You already know about your failures. The question is, are you willing to be a coach instead? Hey, we fell a little short today, but we did do a few things right. And look, with some minor adjustments, we can pick this thing right back up tomorrow and we can get there. I know you can do this. You believe in this. This is worth it. I believe in you. God is on your side. Don't give up. In some ways, I feel like my voice represents God sometimes. I mean, I know I'm not God, and my voice to myself does not represent Him, actually. But I do read the Word, and I do live in faith, and I feel like I'm a coach on His behalf, sharing His encouragement with me so that I know He's right there with me. God is not a criticizer of His people when they are making efforts to do better. He is a forgiver. He is an encourager. And He loves to say, you know... That could have gone better. Let's start from here. So listen, it's okay to be a little hard on yourself sometimes. You'll hear more about that as we close this thing with question three. But when it comes down to self-talk, are you a critic or a coach? Okay, question three. Am I giving this maximum effort? Bergeron addressed this to athletes, to runners, and he asked it in this way, is this my maximum sustained pace? And the reason I share that with you is this question is not about getting pumped up to go and do a thing, convincing yourself to put on your shoes and get outside. I'm talking about while you are actually doing it, in the moment of achievement, while the effort is being made, you've obviously set aside the time. You're doing it. You're reading the Word. You're sitting in a worship service. You're having a healthy conversation. Whatever it might be, in that moment, am I giving it 
my very best. Because if there's one thing that will kill a good habit faster than squeezing it out of your schedule, like we said before, it is doing it half-heartedly. When we do good things with half of a heart, we come out of it disappointed in the thing. Well, that didn't work. I tried it, but it didn't make a difference. Did you really try it? Did you pour yourself into it? Did you do it with all your heart? Did you set aside distractions and give it a chance to change your life? Because only when you do that, maximum effort, will you realize how good it is for you and also enjoy watching that maximum effort bar elevate sometimes day after day. The example that's coming to mind is attending the service of believers, going to church. Someone says, I haven't been doing a lot of that, and I need to. I'm asking you, is it important to you? You say, yes, actually, it's very important to me. It is a culture that needs to be rebuilt in my home. So they come to me and say, you know, I tried that. I went to worship a few times. I don't know. It really wasn't the experience I thought it was going to be. And so I might ask, did you bring your Bible and open it and follow along with us? Or maybe were you distracted by cares and on your phone? Did you sing the songs that you knew as if you were in the presence of God in his throne room? Did you interact with brethren and catch up with them? Did you hear the stories of the people who are suffering and determined that they needed your attention? People say, well, no, I mean, I just kind of went to church, you know. That's not maximum effort, and sadly, you'll miss the reward. Look, if we're going to do this thing, let's do it. If I've laced up my shoes and I'm out there jogging again, let's jog. Let's see how far we can go. If I'm starting to manage my budget again, let's do this. Let's set the bar high and see how well we can do and enjoy the benefit of maximum effort and our best possible reward. It's like that old saying, if it's worth doing, and we've spent three episodes trying to figure out what's worth doing, then it's worth doing well. In fact, I would say it's worth it to yourself to do the very best you can. Trainers use the term training at threshold, which means pushing it until it hurts a little bit, knowing that that's the kind of effort that can bring about real change. That is an achiever thing. It's also pretty much a Christian thing. So there you go, series over. If you're active, engaged, and set in a direction from your time management to your self-coaching to your maximum effort, frequently ask yourself three questions for achievers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.